This episode of Voices of the Elephant is brought to you by Nomad PHP. Start a habit of continuous learning. Visit nomadphp.com and subscribe today. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. This is a special It's the Booze Talking episode. We're here at beautiful Miami. Uh, we're here in beautiful Miami at Sunshine PHP 2018, and we're going to talk frameworks tonight. We'll go around the room. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves, then we'll dive right in. Uh, I'm Ryan Weaver. I'm, I guess I'm representing the Symphony Camp, mm -hmm. um, and we're going to documentation on the core team. Hello, my name is Clark Everett. Uh, I work for Zend, uh, Rogue Wave, so guess which framework I'm here for. <laughs> um, just a consultant in Zend frame at the Zend. Okay. We have a couple special guests with us right now, or with us next is the lovely and talented Kathy. She hates to introduce herself, so I'm going to introduce her. And she's the one that actually does all the editing and damn near everything on this, so she's here. And the Editor-in-chief of the PHP community, Kara Ferguson, is with us tonight, and we're so glad that she's um, joined us. Um, if you don't know Kara, Kara edit, edits dang near anything that is written about PHP these days. Nobody wants that. You keep selling the gentleman, Jack. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Up next. I'm Joe Ferguson, representing uh, the Laravel community, or Laravel framework. Yes. I'm Rob Allen. I'm the developer. Slim Framework, mm -hmm. and I also do Zen Framework for some of the community team. Yes, you kind of got a foot in several, or in two, so. Yeah. And of course. I'm Chris Tankersley. I'm here for the rum and because I have opinions yes. on frameworks, because I use them. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have somebody in each of them that is um, just, just an opinion. You know, they, they, they're not actually involved in the development or anything, and so um, Chris is Chris is kind of like our Paul Lynn of the PHP community, you know? You're doing Hollywood Squares and Paul Lynn. Well, we've got and Chris Stankersley. <laughs> okay, um, I do not have a specific person to address this to. By the way, ladies, you, you are here. Um, you're here to do more than soak up the wine. I know that's <laughs> hard for Kathy to believe, but if you have a opinion on something, please do feel free to jump in. Um, I'm going to ask the first, I'm going to throw the first question out and um, see who wants to answer. PHP, unlike some other languages, has a plethora of frameworks. We have a lot of frameworks out there. Uh, Go has the Go framework. Go is a framework. Um, Rails has Ruby and, and a couple others, but not of any significance. Um, Python has a few, but not a great many. On the other hand, JavaScript, if you wait two weeks, four more are going to come along. So you know, we're not gonna, it's not going to be a big problem there. But PHP has a good, solid, what, 20, 30, last time I checked, something like that. Um, six or eight that are really serious contenders. Uh, let's say 10. And um, is that the right number? Do we have too many? Do we have too many options? Um, do we not have enough options that are significant players? Throwing it open, somebody please answer. Boy, it makes it makes hiring a pain. 
Yeah. You know, and that's one of the nice things about having Composer and PSR, right? So we can bring our frameworks a little closer together, you know, so it's not like you have to be like a Symfony developer or a Laravel developer. Um, but I get that question with hiring all the time. It's like, hey, how can I find a Symfony developer? I was like, stop asking for a Symfony developer because there's about 40 frameworks, so you're not going to find one. You have to ask for a PHP developer or you have to ask for a fill in the blank developer strong in OO, you know, and see if you can snipe off uh, some, some other language. Clark? I agree completely. Uh, there's uh, focus on uh, those things that uh, make you capable in, in all frameworks. It's the object, it's the knowledge of object-oriented uh, development. Mm -hmm. um, and really, there's been research in uh, choice uh, related to all kinds of products, you know, you look at a look at a grocery store, go to the uh, the milk aisle. At least in the U.S., there's yeah. way too many options there, and um, I think that kind of plays into what we're seeing here with the frameworks. There's just there's to my mind there's a lot of replication in um, the capabilities, the functionality that you have to have in, in any uh, framework code base. Um, there's a lot. Of, maybe there's still a lot of non-invented here uh, syndrome. Possibly. I'm really glad to see um, PSR. What's going on with all of those? Mm -hmm. And it's like Ryan I'd like to see no. more of the the frameworks start taking the PSR seriously. I know that a couple of the frameworks do actually support them, and um, MWAP is a huge supporter. And so Zen Framework supports dang near everything. But there are frameworks that um, either haven't gotten to supporting them yet or have come out right and said, we're just not going to do it. Which and one does count? I'm no. just kidding. I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> not going to play that game. Well, I guess as, as a community member, as a community, core community member on FIG, um, I think really a lot of the PSRs we've seen thus far have been generic to the point like we have coding styles and we have like, this is how you do auto-loading. We're starting to see more uh, situational specific PSRs like we have the event sort or we have the event PSR that we're dealing with uh, right now which is a working group. Mm -hmm. So I think we've started to move toward um, the idea that we don't need full stack frameworks anymore. I think for PHP full stack frameworks are effectively dead. Hmm. We're, mm -hmm. The reason that we needed them no longer exists. We can much, with Composer especially, oh, yeah. we can much more easily share our code. So we can start to sit down and talk about how, what should these design patterns look like in our language so that when I build a library or I build a glue framework that I can make something work with that. Uh, containers is another really good uh, part of that PSR 11. Um, we ripped out the container system we have at our job mm -hmm. and put in another one uh, that fills the, the gap we have and then we're going to move to Zen Service Manager. Oh, wow. And that's all because it's all using PSR 11, but we can pick the best part of that for what we need. All right, I'm going to disagree slightly and then, and, then, and then do like a slow underhanded pitch to Joe here. <laughs> um, so the full stack frameworks are dead except for the fullest full stack framework in PHP, Laravel, is just absolutely crushing it. I mean, you look at them, they're, they're up there at a number of stars, same as Ruby on Rails. Um, so Joe, slow pitch to you. What's your, what are your thoughts on, on that part of it? So I think the success of Laravel really comes down to the ease of use 
that the framework offers. It's the syntactic sugar. It's the helper files. It's the low barrier to, to entry to learn and to ship something meaningful without having to be a wizard at object-oriented programming, without having to understand Composer, without having to understand what a service manager gets you by having everything and the kitchen sink provided for you, like a traditional full-stack framework. But as our friend Paul Jones says, there's no solutions, there's only trade-offs. So you were trading off a lot of that full-stack framework to get everything it provides you. Now, what I like about Laravel and why I like, I use Laravel a lot for large and small projects is I know enough about the framework, I know enough about Composer and the object-oriented management that PHP uses that I can go turn off whatever I don't want mm -hmm. to where I can essentially you know, make any argument about performance irrelevant because if I don't want something, I can go turn it off if I want to. Yeah. Or if I want to plug in something different, I can go plug in anything that will match the contracts for Laravel or whatever plugin or whatever package that I want to use to where I feel like I have more freedom. But I'm probably an outlier in the Laravel uh, community or a Laravel uh, user in terms of I feel comfortable doing all that stuff. Most Laravel developers that I talk to, because I manage Homestead, the VM for uh, the development environment, that they are usually just starting in their careers or they're just hobbyists where they don't care about the object oriented, they don't care about PSRs, they don't care about code styles in most cases. They just want to build something that makes a light flash or they want to build something that they can sell to their friends through a SaaS or, or whatever. And I keep trying to, to teach and mentor these people to balance out the, yes, just ship something out mm -hmm. with something that's going to be maintainable in five years when you may or may not be using Laravel or even want to continue using Laravel in four or five years. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people that are discovering PHP or coming back to PHP through full stack frameworks, whichever one they may be coming in through, are using that ease of entry to kind of jump back into it without really understanding the long game, the main, the maintenance of the application. Well, and that is one of the benefits and the downfalls of PHP. The barrier to entry in even just bare metal PHP is very low. But on the other hand, that means anybody can get into it, write 20 lines of procedural code, make something happen, you know? Um, you, what you're saying about the Laravel community um, really jives with the people that I've talked with that use Laravel and really like Laravel. They say it allows me just to 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 get the job done and move on to the stuff that I want to, the other stuff that I want to do. Um, coding is not the focus. Um, shipping the product is the focus, and, and I, I find nothing wrong with that. But I've looked and looking at the projects that I've been working on. It's just not been a good fit for the stuff I do. I'm much more of, um, well, most of the command line stuff I do, and probably 75% of the stuff I do is command line. You know, I start with Composer, install, Symphony Console. You know, that, that's most of it. And um, the rest of it is API work. And I have found that, um, that well, I was using Silex for a while, but you guys abandoned us and <laughs> shut that down. <laughs> Killed it. So, um, I'm I, glad I didn't put my eggs in that basket. I, I started well, using Symphony 4 is now a micro framework. But you can go down that whole rabbit hole later. Micro yeah, solved the problem of too many frameworks. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. But I've started using um, Slim. I started using Slim with 3 and um, picked up again on another project with Slim 4. and I really, I realize I'm probably not the typical PHP programmer. I mean, I've been to more conferences than most people ever even know exists. 
But I was able to very quickly take the documentation and the tutorials that Rob's written and cobble something together to get something working and then figure out, oh, well, that's the way this is supposed to be done. I'm really grateful that you said that I wrote them, but I kind of feel like I should let the Slim community take the credit for this. <laughs> it wasn't me. I remember one off of your blog, and that's what I want to say. But uh, Chris, you wanted something? Um, I'll let Joe go first because he raised his hand. So, so close. <laughs> no, Rob, finish your thought. I'm sorry. Um, oh. Coming back on the full framework thing, I actually think, as the micro framework guy, that the full frameworks and the full stack frameworks are really important. And if you're writing websites, I think they're the way to be going. Really? I don't see why you wouldn't. Because there's a whole paralysis through choice problem. Oh, and yes. I'm building a website. I'm going to need session handling, I'm going to need form handling, I'm going to need database access, I'm going to need XYZ, Templating engine. Templating, like uh, cross site CSRF stuff. Whatever it is, it's, I just need one of them. And if I can install something that gives me all of that in one go, then I might as well use them. And most people don't have performance issues that they care about. Now you, yeah. uh, John Not everybody is Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Joe turns off stuff that most of us don't need to care about most of that. Yeah. Um, I, don't write web I don't actually write websites very often. So for me, the micro frameworks work better because APIs, most of what comes in the full stack framework I don't use. Mm. So, and I'm not putting much into my micro framework. And stuff I have to put in don't, doesn't ship with the full stack framework anyway. No, no one ships a problem handler for APIs. No one ships HAL by default. So I'm always putting stuff in anyway because I'm putting APIs. You're doing console work. Again, it's not the market that the full stack frameworks are hitting. Yeah. So we're outliers in that sense. I, I would definitely not say they're dead at all. I think they're definitely a key part of PHP. Okay. And that's one of the nice things about Expressive. The whole config provider stuff, you pull in the components to turn it to a full stack. <laughs> That wasn't coincidence because full stack is still really important for the traditional websites mm -hmm. and the things that most people write most of the time. Interesting. I feel like the key port, the key use of full stack frameworks is always going to be for the developers who don't care about writing a router, don't care about writing an ORM. Yeah. They're the ones who want to start diving right into the business logic right out of the gate because that's what I see in people coming to my Laravel trainings and. Uh, that's who I see going to Laravel conferences and, and all sorts of things. So, you know, it's that mindset of, yes, I can go use somebody else's router, but why should I when I don't care about that code? I don't care about what that code, I don't really care how that code works as long as I can plug it in and use it. I want to write my business logic, the fun stuff. Okay, well, either Rob's got a gnat flying around him or he really disagrees with you. <laughs> None of us do. The whole point of us using frameworks is that none of us care about the router. Not router, router. <laughs> none of us care at all about the plumbing. Wait, which, which, I was about to say, which framework does ship over to router plumber? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but practically the whole point of using a framework is that we want to get to writing the bit of the app that makes our app our app faster. Right. That's what we care about and how we get there is the important thing. Okay. There, to my point, I think um, what, especially now, I'm worried about is project maintainability and longevity. So if something is easy to maintain, that's what I look at. I really love Zend Expressive because of the idea that you can glue these things together that you like. Like, I like Fast Route. I don't like Zend Route. I find it confusing. But I love Zend Service Manager. 
So Zenix, Russell, Lindsay put those things together. Um, there is something to be said about developer productivity, though, and the ability to ship fast, because that's the environment that we live in today. You ship fast so that you can start to make your money and become profitable. I worry about that we're balancing, we're putting too much emphasis on that versus maintainability, because in the long run, you make it much harder to maintain these pieces of software. Laravel, when I have looked at it, and, and other languages, other frameworks have been this way too, this is one reason I don't like Rails, um, you put such an emphasis on getting things done quickly, that it becomes hard to maintain. The extra time I spend setting some things up myself or picking the libraries that work best for my company seems to have a better long-term impact and I'm not feeling the need to refactor or redo code as often. Yeah. So I would say that's one of the main differences between the frameworks mm -hmm. is the focus on the type of applications you're building. Like people who are writing Laravel applications are not the same people that write the Symfony applications. I would agree. Symfony, and they're, yeah. not the, they're not the same they're not the same types of projects. No, they have different they have different problems to solve. Yes. Um, you know, Symfony like Zen Framework has got quite a big emphasis on long term maintainability, the ability to migrate your project going forwards. Mm -hmm. Now it's not a coincidence uh, Symphony does the LTS stuff. It's not a coincidence that you can move from Symphony three to Symphony Four. Now, they've been thinking about this stuff because it's important to the type of programmer and the type of problem that you attach to a Symphony project. Mm -hmm. Similarly, if you're writing a Laravel project or you're writing a Cake Pitch project or um, Yee Framework, one of those projects, it's a different type of market you're hitting mm -hmm. and they have different problems to solve. And the developer productivity issues are their main problem. Yeah. That's where they need to be. They need to be focused on developer productivity because that's the requirement for those frameworks and the market that they're in. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, we're coming back to the conclusion of, at least if we're talking about maybe the top four frameworks, they're aren't too many. No. You have yeah. sort of like the Laravel market for Laravel, the type of project, the type of developer. You've got something for like Symphony slash Zen, that type of project, that type of developer, and then you've got the micro frameworks and that like you know banging out a little an API really quickly. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean sort of just thinking out loud here, that's kind of a great thing to have versus maybe a different language where you're like, here's Rails and you will like it or you will like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and PHP comes from a, uh, a much different perspective than all these other languages. So at work we use Python and we have a, uh, a Flask app for our cloud stuff, not the stuff I specifically work on. Flask being a microframer. Flask being a microframer for Python. So you basically have that or Django for a full stack framework, which isn't really a very Pythonic application. They, they actually do a lot of things Python developers wouldn't normally recommend doing. But those are your two options, and it sucks being stuck in those two silos. Uh, Go, you brought up earlier, Go's very uh, good at making sure you write well-formed Go code. I love that my syntax highlighter in Visual Studio Code tells me when my Go code is wrong and will reformat it. It's, it's awesome, I don't have that in PHP. But I have to write Go a specific way. And sometimes that's not how I want to write it. PHP gives us a plethora of choices and I can pick what works best for me in my situation, I don't feel I get that in other languages. So I can't say we have too many frameworks. Mm -hmm. I personally don't like the full stack frameworks because most of the stuff I work on, I'd rather bolt stuff together and get what we need. Yeah. But I don't think there's ever a problem of having too many. Well, and I just started working with Nexus 
and Nexus has a very large application that runs the back end. And we use a piece from here. We've got some Symphony in, we've got some um, Zen Framework in, uh, we've got some PHP League stuff in there. You know, it, it was best tool for the job type stuff. And this is massively large, more than a million lines of code type application. You know, and, and yet we didn't feel the need to, or the, the, the people that wrote it originally didn't feel the need to say, we're going to go only Zen Framework or Zen Framework 2 or, you know, or, or, or Symphony, you know, whichever one. And, and I like that freedom that, that because to me that gives us best-in-class tools. But on the other hand, you know, the, the, this, uh, that type of um, problem solving isn't appropriate for problems that you're trying to solve with Laravel. You know, um, you know I, I don't do that when I'm um, working with WordPress. You know, I write a lot of WordPress plugins and write a lot of WordPress code, and there's a very specific use case for that. But I don't solve the same types of problems that I solve when I'm working with Nexus. So, Let me, let me throw out a, a potential problem I see with the competition between the frameworks. Um, so we like, we, we like the components, Cal. We, like, we like, definitely like the component side of things. When, when we do have multiple frameworks that are in such fierce competition, there is a bit of a conflict of interest if you're adding a feature to Symphony or adding a feature to Laravel. Should I create this as a component so that Cal can enjoy it? Mm -hmm. Or should I jam it into Symphony or Laravel or Design Framework so that it enhances our own product and not other people's products? Well, that's, that's valid, and we, we've seen this behavior, not behavior, we've seen this uh, methodology before. There are tools that work with everything, and there are tools that only work with a specific framework. I, I leave that up to the framework developer or the framework architect, and quite honestly, you know, um, however you release your framework, you know, the, you, you're the one doing the, 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 the writing on it. So but, in a lot of case, that. but in a lot of cases, you have people packaging add-ons or extra features that are targeted for the framework mm -hmm. that aren't being made by Taylor or Fabian or MWAP. Mm -hmm. You have people out there writing very targeted, this package is for Laravel x.x version. And Phil Sturgeon, was uh, when he was active in the, the Laravel community and the PHP community, he was a big proponent for stop writing Laravel packages, stop writing Zen framework packages, write PHP packages. And I'm a big proponent for that because the amount of time investment that it's going to take me to write a Laravel package is more time than it's going to take me to write a package that any PHP framework could consume. Mm. Because it's less work to write it to where it's just a generic PHP package. Interesting. So I feel like a lot of the full stack frameworks don't do a very good job of allowing developers to understand that there is this larger world out there and that they can be a part of that and that they can contribute to that through making their packages more generic or their applications more generic. And Symfony has done a lot specifically to fix that because of they've gone to this component-based system. Yeah. Symfony 2 was very full stack and very kind of, you use our stuff or you don't like it. <laughs> Symfony 3 was a fantastic step towards a better, a better methodology and, and, you know. Well, but also in Symfony 2, we saw a lot of attitude from the community of you either like Symfony or you're our enemy. 
And um, but that it, did tone down over time. It, it did tone down over time, but it, um, it, it, there was a, this adversarial thing, um, you know, almost attacking. Especially, um, it, it got really bad between Zen Framework and Symphony, and um, it, it was very I bad during this. Oh, yeah. Um, but and, and I'm thinking of a specific person, but it, it, it was community wide. And I'm not going to bring up that person because, like you said, it, it has gone away these days. But I think it's gone away because Symphony has started making these um, packages and making things more generic so that pieces of Symphony can be used without having to commit to Symphony. Well, I think when you get, when you get back to long-term maintainability, having a generic package is probably the best way because then you can maintain that and then other people can build the bridges to these languages mm -hmm. or these frameworks. It doesn't really take a whole lot to wrap a generic library to make it work with Zen Framework, to make it work with my homegrown framework, to make it work with Symphony. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's you, the little bridge parts. But when you start doing that, you end up with the bridges that were last updated six, six years ago. Yeah, more, yeah, more packages this, to maintain. And this is problematic in itself. Well, but if you download a generic component and then write an interface to it for your particular application, it's up to you to decide when you upgrade the component that you're wrapping and when you write your, your wrappers. I'm going to be much more in incentivized or inclined to go find a generic PHP package that does that solves problem X, and I see that it has my framework's bridge or component or a wrapper or service layer or whatever you want to call it, but it like Rob said, it's been six years since it's been touched. Well, I can still implement that package because I know my framework and my tooling well enough right. to implement it. So I either can get away without the bridge. Or I can write the bridge myself while it is a pain, and yes, that is more code to have to support and maintain. Also, looking towards the future and maintainability, it's easier to find a maintainer that will come and pick up your PHP package if it's a generic package. That's true. That doesn't necessarily care about whatever your framework flavor of the month was. So that is Joe Ferguson advertising <laughs> to, make, to make libraries versus absolutely right. Yeah. So this is the big downside of having many frameworks, though. Is like it's it's like if I, especially if I'm not as smart as you guys are, it's just much easier for me to create like a. A Laravel package, except I really understand how I would extract things. Well, but one, um, one so problem we have that duplication of work at times. So yeah, like I, I guess we're saying like speak the gospel. Let's let's I let's think like, a lot let's depends, make libraries. A lot depends on what you're talking about in terms of packages as well. Like the canonical example of a generic one is something like Ramsey's UUID. Mm -hmm. That clearly doesn't need an integration with anything. No. So that's no. clearly a generic <clears throat> thing. Um, I want a I don't know PRG system for post redirect get. That's fairly heavily tied into the framework that you're going to pick. You're not going to, well, you can write a generic one, but then you've got still quite a lot of integration work to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd rather get the one from the framework, to be honest. I mean, there, there, there are some, some problems that can only be solved in the framework, but yeah. um, you can write a generic library as your default and then let the individual communities say, I want to build a bridge on this. And then they can, they can write the little controllers and the little wrappers. Around it depends that. on why you're writing it in the first place. I mean, most of us only write our new components because we have a problem to solve in our current day job. Um, practically, we're building it into the app that we're trying to build. And if we're lucky, or if the community is lucky, we're going to release that bit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get hung up on this, as you can tell. I genuinely don't care. I quite like the competition between the frameworks. I think it's fairly rare that something happens on one of the frameworks that doesn't then get 
taken up by the others? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I, I, I. I was introduced myself uh, as uh, Chief Laravel Idea Stealer for the Simpson community. <laughs> so, <laughs> amen to because you as well. There's a useful yeah. creative friction that takes place. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and that's how we grow with better ideas over the time. And I don't think that hurts either. Well, no. Laravel, since the early days, has not been bashful 100. You know, at all of stealing and reusing Symphony components. I mean, it's probably the only full-stack framework, or it's probably one of the only top-end frameworks that is reusing non, or not packages of their own, outside yeah. of maybe Slim, outside of maybe, uh, maybe Zen Expressive <coughs> is using some of their not, not oh, Zen yeah. packages. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't looked absolutely. at Zen's, uh, I haven't looked at Expressive since, uh, in, in a while. Just yeah, so, so yeah, I need, I, I need to pause right here for a second. Please, God, don't mix those. <laughs> <laughs> one of those is bad. One of those is good. And you're yeah. picking the oh, bad one. Um, one of those has Iocane powder in them. For those of you who, um, I'm sorry, those of you who are not actually sitting here in the room, uh, Matthew Trask just walked in. He's our other total random. And, um, Cal had to pick him up and put him in the high chair. Stop with the shoulder. Anyhow, he just finished playing Jeopardy, and he, Jeopardy and he came up here and he was trying to decide which alcohol to select, and I just wanted to make sure he didn't mix the rum and the whiskey. Because, you know, he's only recently moved to Tennessee, so he might not know these things. <laughs> it's bad Tennessee whiskey. Um, so and and Matt has just left the room. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, he, Matt is here like um, Chris Tankersley because um, he is not representing a framework, but he does have an opinion. So uh, we're Also, for some reason, you've let him out. Uh, yeah. But Matt is wearing a cape. Matt is. He's a, would yeah. you steal that from uh, Amanda? Yeah, okay. So you, can, you can talk. As well. You can talk yeah, now, yeah. yeah. I'm so afraid to at this point. Ryan does not have shoes on. I have Slim, Laravel, and Zen, and I'm just so afraid to say Simply. what I want. Like, and Zen Jeopardy. Well, he well, said shoeless. So. Shoeless. And, but I want Jeopardy. So. But I'm here. I'm Laravel actually a Laravel to Symphony developer. I'm moving to Symphony officially on Monday. Oh, that's right. You're working with uh, so you're Open Sky. Jonathan Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Jonathan. Congratulations on your downgrade. I was gonna say congratulations. I was gonna say congratulations on growing up. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if it's going to go up anymore, but it sounds like you've got new jobs. So what not? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not growing any taller, but you know, I mean, my paycheck got bigger, so I hey, consider that growing. Success. Um, I have just a few small things to say, I guess. Um, oh my a, God, he's got a list. As a consultant, well, that's as a consultant. I listen. I do more listening than talking. I, 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 your and I tell people what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, no. <laughs> uh, so low barrier to entry. We have, um, as a consultant, I see frequently the underbelly of um, low barrier to entry. I see a lot of code that um, will make you shiver. Mm -hmm. um, I have a feeling that I would really like to see I, uh, what Joe was saying earlier about his approach to to programming and Laravel in particular. I would I would love to see his code compared to a lot of other people's code. Just pick any particular framework. But if I'm yeah. looking at Laravel, then um, I'd love to see his approach to his code. Um, I'd feel good about that. Um, uh, maintainability. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say about that. Um, it's good. I think that <laughs> maintainability is good. We yeah. can all agree. Maintainability plus plus. Yeah. Um, I, being open and collaborative, I think that is the best uh, approach. 
Um, yeah, but I don't know of any of the frameworks that we're discussing that are not open and collaborative. Well, well I, I can well, say I can say the exact opposite though. In, in a sense, well, I mean, I was trying to be nice. To I know you were trying to be nice, but but you know, like in, in reality, like. Joe and I get along, but not necessarily other people between the Symphony No, I'm sorry, when I said open and collaborative, I mean, there's there's in your respective communities, um, I don't know of any that are um, walled gardens. That, um, that is, the, 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 the walls true. are coming down between the gardens. Yeah. We still have gardens, but the walls are low, and that, that, is, that is a good thing, and we should uh, continue in that direction. Um, I, I do think that there is this creative friction that is useful. Um, PHP itself. Look at all the ideas from other languages that PHP has stolen uh, happily over yeah. the years. Maybe not fast enough uh, for some people. I will say this only because I am fairly sure that Taylor will never ever listen to this episode. <sighs> but as much friction as there is between um, Taylor and me, because we, we've had our issues, I do respect the fact that he has built some things that we've, we've had the opportunity to build in any framework. He just got around to doing it, and he mm-hmm. did it. And I know, um, I, I don't know, it was, it was Forge. When, when Forge came out, um, Hart just, just went off on him. You know, why didn't you build this for everybody? Or maybe it was um, But he Homestead. did. Maybe it was Homestead. But he said, why didn't you build this for everybody? And, and my, my immediate thought was, well, we could have built this at any time for any of the frameworks. Mm-hmm. You know? so Great perspective. I, I, I do respect the fact that he's done this. I, I'm not entirely happy with the, the the walled community but that's my problem you know the, I, I'll the walled community that. though is their own doing well but and it, but it's, it's my, pro- my problem so. with it I, I don't see I it as a problem they feel they have to solve it's not their problem it's my problem and I just have to learn to live with that again I've seen other communities do this um, WordPress uh, Drupal, but Drupal has come out of it. Symphony, but Symphony has come out of it. Maybe at some future point, um, the, the Laravel community and the PHP community will um, start joining together like these others have. But if not, we're still all using the same tool set and we can still all respect the work that other people have done. Hang on just one second. You had something? So to speak on, on whether it was Forge or Homestead, uh, specifically Forge, when it was launched from day one, supported WordPress mm-hmm. out of oh, the yeah, box. Okay. So yeah. I guess it was Homestead that um, and, just went off. And as an early Homestead user, and the current maintainer, that's my baby, <laughs> I have is spent, it? it is, I have okay. spent the past year, you know, keeping Homestead off, you know, year. on the track. And essentially trying to diversify and solving other problems than just Laravel developers. Laravel developers are, are, are content. We've added WPCLI for the WordPress community. We've added Elasticsearch. We've added MongoDB. We've added all these other tooling around. We had Zero from Zen, which yeah. was actually uh, the doing of, uh, of Cal Evans here. He, he's, he kicked that off and, and made that happen. Uh, we won't talk about the time lapse <laughs> no, between the not, two. That's not. Uh, is, that but, older, is that older than I am? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Uh, but so, and yes, the the community has had, but like has had issues with what each other have done. Mm-hmm. It's nothing new. It's nothing specific to any one of the frameworks. No. But I feel like the more each of the frameworks can, can either contribute back to the larger community. Or at least stop making it harder to implement something in their universe. And I feel like everybody is starting to do a very good job of that. Yeah. And you mentioned Chris having some issues with, with Laravel, uh, and he did. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I have talked extensively about the pros and cons of Laravel. 
and he is one of the the few people that I have enjoyed watching him kind of come around to Laravel. And, and start giving Laravel a lot of credit for what Taylor has done with the framework, where they have gained the market share, where they are allowing this entire new generation of developers discover PHP mm-hmm. or even return to PHP. Yeah, he, he brought uh, Eloquent into OpenCFP. Oh, really? I didn't realize well, that. El- uh, sorry, Illuminate. He brought the Illuminate uh, Which namespace. One? Pretty sure he's doing Eloquent ORM okay. as their database layer. Okay. I struggle. He's rubbing his feet on it. So. I don't know. <laughs> I struggle with the idea that the bigger frameworks have one community voice that like you're talking about here. Hmm. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't be mean, really with that. in recording this, I don't mean to point out any one person and say you represent the that community. What I'm saying here is the people that I've chosen here are users of these frameworks and can talk knowledgeably about them, not that they represent anything. No, so I didn't mean around the room, but I mean, you talk about a given community, like, I don't know, the Symphony. No, the Symphony community. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who use Symphony, and I can talk to any arbitrary 15 of them, and there will be a different group of thought there, far more than I think they necessarily think as a one's what group think? I don't think there's much group think okay. as we seem to think there is. If we're not careful, that that is a good possibility. Matt, and to that point though, let, let, let's take Symphony. How many of them are vocal and active in the community? But that doesn't mean they're not in the community. No, I, I don't mean that that they are not in the community. But let let's take Symphony for example. Like as someone who is going into the Symphony community. And I have not done a lot of research outside of basic preparation into whatever I'm walking into on Monday. Um, the two people, the well, sorry, the three people that I know are the biggest uh, Symphony users are Ryan Weaver, that guy, <laughs> oh. Shoeless Joe over here, Shoeless, Shoeless Joe Jackson in the corner on third uh, third base. <laughs> I don't know what that is in cricket, but I'm pretty sure it's on I watched it in India once and it was fantastic. The circle yeah. in the airport, you need to land this. Um, <laughs> but so Fabian and Bo Simonson, those are like if if I look at it as an outsider to the Symphony community, those are the three people that I look to as the knowledgeable base of prior Symphony knowledge. If I needed to learn Symphony fast, as I probably do. Ryan, Bo, and Fabian are the first three people. But that's yeah, but it's also very sorry. That's very heavily biased by the fact that you are involved in the PHP community and you go to conferences. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this room, we need to realize and we need to keep it keep in mind that there are millions of developers that will never go to a conference. There are nine to five developers that use all of these frameworks that we're talking about and will never be part of this community that we that we would love to have them in. So we have to remember that when we talk about community, when we say community, we are really talking about a very, very small percentage of each of these smaller communities. Can I get an amen? Rob, you want to say that? That was very well said. That's the kind of thing I was trying to get to earlier. Um, Go through it. I I just want to point out, it's the same thing with the Laravel community. There's people who feel ostracized, people who don't feel involved, and yet their voice is in the Laravel community. But they're not a part of the bigger... PHP community. And that's their choice, and we shouldn't... Is it, that, is it their choice, we or... We shouldn't do they, fault them for that. 
I, I don't fault them for that. I faulted them that for a while. And but, then I kind of got, got over that because I, I recognized, and after many conversations with people specifically in the Laravel community, I realized that it's not them opting out of the PHP community. It's them opting into the Laravel community, and that's where they're comfortable. And if that's where they're comfortable... Which is a perfectly valid let them, point. Let them stay, stay well, there. That goes back that. to the Drupal, the WordPress. But how, how do we bring them out? Okay. So coming from having done a bunch of Drupal work, um, the Drupal community was super insular. Mm -hmm. The fact that they switched to Symphony was a big jump for them to make. And there was a large contingent that said, no, we shouldn't go this way. And they identified as Drupal developers. When I the the one DrupalCon that I've gone to, I did not meet PHP developers. I met mm -hmm. Drupal developers. That's how they relate. I find that Laravel. I tend to find more the people that I interact with are PHP developers, not Laravel developers. So I try to understand that, but also coming from Drupal. There's a lot of people that once they find the technology, they latch onto it and they stay. And, they and that, that's how yeah. they identify. That's their community. They don't but look. I, they don't look at the wider range of islands that are out there. But in Drupal specific, I credit Larry Garfield heavily for dragging that community kicking and screaming kicking into. Screen, yeah. We're going to at least acknowledge that we're part of a larger community. Yes, and that was that was a very steep hill. Yeah. he went up. And he won. He won after a lot of lot of heartache. So I went to WordCamp US, and there are so many WordPress developers that don't feel welcome into the PHP community. Yeah. So how do we bridge that gap? WordPress we stop updates. doing things like saying, "Hey, the best way to speed up WordPress is RM, you know, <laughs> RMF slash start." Which I've heard a core PHP developer make that statement at a conference, and while yes. It got a laugh. It caused me to pause and think because I, I, I do a lot of WordPress stuff, and you might not like the code, but the code is out there doing the job for a lot of people. And just like the Laravel community, people use WordPress because it gets the job done, and they're not interested in building a router or <laughs> but you you also have to separate end users versus developers well yeah and so like i know most of the framework developers mm -hmm. um that's a very different class than the people doing the nine to five work the building using the framework people building laravel websites people yeah. building drupal websites there's a different mindset there and you have to be able to separate those two. It's the same mindset of PHP internals and those who are just writing PHP. Right. right? Same, same difference. Because PHP internals is C developers, yes. not PHP developers. Which is just totally ironic to me. Clark, you have a thought? Well, just uh, some of this is a, the choice of framework, the choice of components that you're putting together. Uh, some of this is driven by the environment in which people find themselves working. Mm -hmm. uh, people have the ability to make some choice, but uh, uh, Matt, you're using what you're going to be using Monday because... That's what they're using. Um, they gave me a lot of money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're going to be very so. happy. <laughs> so with all that money. So that was that, so with all that weird. symphony. That was also a glass <laughs> microphone. Hang if on. it had been enough money, you might have been, oh, Ruby, let's go. Um, whoa, whoa. Maybe, maybe. Whoa. I'm not feeling Everybody's got a price. It wasn't that Everybody's got a price. Um, but the, this choice of framework or components, it also comes down to... Uh, when people who are new developers, new to development, new to PHP, 
mm -hmm. um, early on that curve, there, there can be this confusion of choice. And I, can't, I guess now that's what I was thinking of when I, in my first comment mm -hmm. about um, uh, the possibility of being too many frameworks. That's really, now I'm thinking about it, what I was driving at. Um, you got too many choices when you're new and you don't, uh, you don't right. know the difference. How can you evaluate and say, what is the right tool for the job in front of me now? Yeah. And so, well, I, there's people with their hands in the air. Let's, let's hear the voices. Let's go. Not to knock Ryan because I'm about to give him money, but $9 a month and Laracast.com has monopolized that corner of the market. Yeah. Like, But it gets look, the job done. It gets the job done, and look, I... I think everyone in this room will agree that the the RPHP is a dumpster fire of the internet. <laughs> yeah, you but you know what? You Reddit. Reddit, yes. Yeah. But you go on there and you say, hey, I'm gonna learn PHP. I got a it's job a learning PHP. Job. What is the first thing people say? Laircast.com, it's the quote unquote Netflix for developers. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey, whether he wants to be involved in the community or not, that's on him. He has made and he has cornered a specific part of the market where, I mean, literally for the price of lunch, I, I, I forget that I pay for Laracast half the half the year. There you go. Six dollars times nine is, I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but it, but it, it, it's not enough for me to remember that I pay for Laracast.com, and he has cornered that market. And now we have a ton of white world developers. So entry-level developers go to Laracast.com because it's cheap and because he's created a name for himself that it's he can he can ramp you up fast enough within let's say a month to you can write Laravel yeah. Laravel specific framework or code on top of Laravel no matter how your job no matter how your boss has written the code before you came here and you can get paid you can write the code and you can keep going further because of that this is true, and what Jeffrey has said, hang on, what Jeffrey has said, uh, or built, is very good. But Jeffrey wasn't the first one to do this. RubyCast was around 2005, 2004, and they were doing the same exact thing, and that was one of the things that helped launch Ruby up there, mm -hmm. is you had solid, good, solid technical documentation, and that's what Jeffrey, Jeffrey has built. Easy to use, solid, but technical, yeah. How to get things done. Okay, Chris. I'd say the part of that too comes from the perspective of the language. So like Ruby didn't it's not a web language. It's a generic language. So the you end up with the best possible set of software that works. PHP is a web language. Yeah. We have lots of web frameworks because no matter what you do, PHP is not going to distance itself from that. I can write a desktop app mm -hmm. in PHP. I shouldn't, despite the fact that PHP GTK exists, I should write it in C Sharp or something else that has a proper base in that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really, it's it's kind of apples to oranges when you talk about Ruby and we have Rails. It It's because it, it filled the niche, but that's because that's we needed that niche. I, I, I that, was more talking about the effect that RubyCast had on Ruby. Yes, and, Rails um, Cast. Rail, I'm sorry, RailsCast Rails had on right. um, Rails, and Laracast have had on Laravel and the PHP in general. Yeah, the PHP community. But Laracast can spread out because there's a lot of things to and do. And it has because they don't just and talk about Laravel. Yeah, it has. right. Like it's not it's not Laravel. It's, it's such JavaScript. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, dear God, it's, it's such JavaScript. 
But it, 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 cover, it covers testing, it covers um, solid, it covers JavaScript, it covers everything. Right, generic like, programming. Yeah, he, he has moved it into general programming. Right. Somewhat. Okay. So um, to come back to Clark's point, I don't think it really matters which framework you start from or mm -hmm. go to. Particularly as a new developer, it really genuinely doesn't matter. But if you found one where you found enough documentation to actually get an app working, you'll be fine. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Okay, and if yeah, it doesn't I, fit, I, I do agree with you. you'll move on. Um, if you, Without, if you don't, you're fine. the important thing is to get something done and get it built, and then you can start learning more and figuring out. Because, you know, we learned, um, oh no, y'all weren't there. Um, Wednesday night, uh, Larry spoke to the Palm Beach community of developers and he talked about mythical man month and one of Fred Brooks's points was throw your first one away plan on throwing your first one away so if you can get something up and working even if it's not perfect you get a you get that success and then you can start figuring out what you did right and what you did wrong but you also sorry so assuming that you have no other external factors such as you're going into a job that's a symphony shop or, or a layer gas mm -hmm. well or you don't have there access are, to there are other options well you yeah. so assuming there's no other outside influencers and this is how I learned PHP frameworks is I failed and I tripped upstairs until I found a framework that made sense to me and I learned as much as I could about that until I felt comfortable with all of the modern principles and then I jumped around a lot to different frameworks. Yeah. For me, that was the early days of KPHP. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of sense to me. And then I kind of jumped to Zen Framework and kind of got stuck and jumped to Symphony and kind of, and then you know Symphony was going really well for me. And then I stumbled across this blog post that Dale Reese wrote back in some early days of Laravel, saying, "Hey, this code reads like poetry." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Bullshit." Yeah, and there's lots about the way you think being the way it fits you. And that counts for languages as well. Yeah. Um, the way you think in terms of your programming affects whether Haskell makes any sense to you. Whether it's the right language for you, whether you should be on Scala, whether you should Absolutely. be writing Python, whether you should be writing whichever language at all. My Python looks like PHP code. Well, we've talked a lot about Laracast, but. PHP, I, I used to give a talk, and one of my points was PHP has three pillars that make it strong. The first is it is, a, it is the best solution for writing web applications. The second is it has a wonderful open community that is welcoming. And the third is the documentation for PHP outshine everything else out there. And when you add on top of that things like the PHP The Right Way Project, you know, they're, they're, these days, it's easy to find answers, you know. Um, when I started doing PHP, we didn't have these resources. All we had was the manual, and I was still able to get an entire website spun up in two or three months, you know. So you, you, that's one of the great things about PHP. The resources are out there. If you want to pay, Larcast is a great place to do it. If you don't want to pay, look at PHP the right way. Start reading the manual and just, you know, take a problem and solve it. I would say, two, part of developer maturity is figuring out what works best for you. Yes. True. I yeah. personally don't really like the Laravel framework. I'll, I'll go on record as saying that. Mm -hmm. But there's lots of people that it works for. Exactly. Yes. Um, but what I have learned is the thing that works for me is not the thing that works for everybody else. We should do I, I think that's why the choice is 
the fact that we have choices mm -hmm. is the best thing possible. We should give each other permission, give other people permission to use the thing that right. fits their brain. And be successful. Best. Exactly. Yes. That's that's the important thing. Right. That's the important thing. And when possible, contribute back what you've learned to everybody so that even if it doesn't help the people immediately around you, it might help somebody. Yeah. And no. you can do that through blog posts. You can oh, do that yeah. through packages. You, you can do that through Twitter. Twitter. You, no, you cannot do that through Twitter. You cannot do that. <laughs> I was just about to say Blog no. posts. I, I don't care if you have to use Medium, and I hate Medium, but I don't care if you have to use Medium. Get this, you, put your thoughts down. It doesn't matter whether you think they're intelligent or not. I mean, God help, if you really want to read some bad stuff, go back to the early days of my blog. There were times when I thought I was a movie critic. There were times when I thought I had figured out Apache. Just, just all kind of crap. I mean, still mine. nowhere to go. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. Still right. can, we get a, can we get a URL? No, we can't get a URL. Maybe like a short link. Now, what I won't tell <laughs> you URL is I do have a website of love poetry to my wife. It is to my wife. I is know it, what that URL is. You're one of the few. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it open source? Well, it don't work for us. But they've so now. it well, is. So now. The, <laughs> Sorry, WordPress. The poetry is out there should anybody actually ever want it, but nobody in 10 years has ever wanted it. So I'm very sure. Wait, wait, wait. Sure. Kelly, I'll, I'll, I'll this. Oh, no, she does. Nobody else does. Go on record. Cal also I'll wrote a haiku it. for me. Oh, I did one time. I, I write haikus all the time when I'm drunk. <laughs> 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 yeah, but mine was actually correct format and everything. Also, he's in Cal. Just because I'm short doesn't mean I'm not correct but no, format. Um, the, the, my point was not to, to derail this whole thing with bad poetry. My point was share what you have learned. I guarantee you, and this has happened to me so many times, Lorna Jane Mitchell, one of my dear friends, one of the luminaries of our community, has said this so many times. If you blog what you learn in six months when you're Googling for that question, you're going to come across your blog post again. And I'm seeing hands going up all around the room, okay? So if you don't, if you don't share what you learn, for anybody else, share it for yourself. But I guarantee you the rest of us are going to learn something. And I tell people this all the time. You know something that nobody else knows. Okay? And if you share it, then all of us know. But if you don't, you keep it to yourself, then the chances are you, you're going to lose it also. I was like, uh, Clark will appreciate this. I, I, I've been a pitch developer for a long time. And we moved into the AS400 space. Moving to the IBM community, they don't talk about anything to anybody. It mm. was amazing. You go to ZenCon and you actually see these RPG developers open up and it's this spark in their eyes that there's a community out there that wants to talk about it because the general IBM community doesn't share anything. You keep everything close and you only talk once a year when you go to IBM Con <laughs> and never else. And you don't email back and forth. For them to come into the PHP community and start to actually talk and share and be like, I'm going to start a blog and start talking about what I do is amazing. This is interesting. Uh, I have found being, for the past three years or so, the IBMI community has been most of my customer base. Um, they actually do, we need to discover how they do communicate. And, and share because they're actually more collaborative and than Apparently you would realize. <laughs> so but, when I but, talk to RPG developers, they, they, they cloistered together and didn't ah, tell anybody how it ah, worked. See, what they're doing now is modernizing and exposing all this RPG and COBOL logic. I'm, I'm, PHP. I'm, I'm going to attribute that to PHP because when I, yep, when I did it, it was, 
it was seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And unless you went to IBM Common, you didn't talk to anybody. That's you true. didn't know anybody. Because else all their colleagues are dying. Well, they're, they're sad that's, too. That's like your 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 neck beard can only grow so long. Well, before. The um, I, I think your neck beard is like the measure. Of well, I trimmed it because I have to give a talk. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I took my whole beard. So here here's a question though: is, is how do we get those labor developers who have felt ostracized by our community, the PHP community, to come back to the fold? Get them in a real framework. Oh, come on. Oh, dear God. I'm sorry. I, my, my I thought theory, I was drunk. My theory Jesus. on this is we continue to be the open community that we That's are. Yeah. We ditch our attitude, but we can't force them. We, the ones that want we to can't, will. We, we can't force them, but, but can we be more welcoming? We, well, we, we have to be more welcoming. We have to call out the BS when there's BS on both sides. Yes. And sometimes yes. it's us that's doing it. Mm-hmm. I freely admit I have screwed up and said the wrong things to the wrong people and have found myself on the other side of that argument. Yeah. And I have tried to own up to it as best as I can. And I feel like once we as a community, the larger PHP community, anyone who wants to claim PHP community is who I'm talking about, not people who just go to conferences, not just people mm-hmm. on Twitter, but if any, if you want to claim the PHP community, no matter what your your silo, your tribe, whatever you want to call it, if you want to claim that, you should be welcomed by anybody. And if anybody is going to shun you or push you away, those are the people that shouldn't be in the community or need their attitude adjusted. And I'm going to take that one step further and say, if you use PHP, but you identify as a Drupal developer or a WordPress developer or a Symfony or a Laravel developer, that's okay also. Mm-hmm. You don't have to acknowledge Absolutely. Your, your your roots as a PHP developer. I'm okay with that. Those that want to be part of the PHP community, I think, yes, we should welcome and we should call out BS and and bullying anytime we see it. That is a specific fight that I have found myself on the losing end of a lot. And I have finally kind of relented to the fact that if you want to be a Laravel developer, mm-hmm. go be a Laravel developer. If that makes you happy, who yeah. am I? I just want you to know that there is this larger community and we are welcoming despite some bad actors. Mm-hmm. We are welcoming, we will help you. And by and large, we don't put up with bad actors for long. Now, there's, I'm, I'm and, and certainly not in person. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, there are some people that some people consider bad actors that other people don't consider bad actors. And we have to come to grips to that because we're, quit port that Joe, I'm not talking about him. But um, there are people that, you know, we don't always agree on. But the PHP community is big enough so that we can all be here. Hey, uh, we're, we're um, at the one hour mark and uh, Rob's nodding off, you know, because he's been up for quite some time. It's the American so uh, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to wrap it up the same way we wrap up all It's the Booze Talking. I'm going to go around the room, give everybody a chance to pitch their favorite project. I don't care if it's open source, it's commercial, whatever. This is your chance to let everybody know. We'll throw um, links in the show notes to everything. I'll start it off and we're going to go around the room with Ryan. Perfect. Um, I'm going to start it off with um, Nomad PHP has a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nomad PHP. If you're interested in learning PHP and learning all the wide variety of stuff that's out there, 
Go subscribe to the channel, pick one a week, and just watch them. They're 10, 15 minutes, except for one that went 35, but uh, they're 10, that 15 minutes, and they're great learning opportunities, and these are from the city. Don't make me separate you two. We're <laughs> <laughs> training an elephant for an iPhone X. That's, that's perfectly fine. But no YouTube.com slash NomadPHP. We'd love to have you join it. They're absolutely free. All we ask is that you leave a comment and tell us if you liked it or not. Brian. Cool. If, if, you've, heard, if you've heard of Laracasts, I'm looking over at you, Matt. Yeah. If you've heard of Laracasts, uh, then you should also check out Camp University. Mm. That's what I work on. Great way to learn PHP, object-oriented, dependency, dependency injection, symphony, and... To share with everyone, all of our scripts and code blocks are free below every video, so they're accessible to everyone. We know. Do you still have? I've, I've already cruised through them all. Don't, don't, don't be sarcastic. Okay. No, I really have. Probably has, yeah. Clark. Okay. Uh, I guess I will just say if you're looking for information on uh, Zen Framework uh, and Expressive and App Agility, what's what's going on there? Uh, there is, and I'm finding a lot of people don't know this. The Slack channel, mm -hmm. uh, the discourse, uh, blog.zenfreiburg.com. Um, that's very good resources. And uh, I'll just one last bit of IBM I trivia. The first version of Laravel ran on the IBM I platform, AS400. <laughs> nice. Believe it or not. I mean, the not. current version should also suck. Yeah. Run. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> MWAP also released um, two books recently that are available for free for Expressive, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, uh, they have a cookbook, and I will yes, dig up show. Absolutely. I'll dig up links to those um, from him and throw them in the show notes because those would be excellent. Joe, what you got for us? Oh, Good. wait, wait, Kathy, what do you have uh, for us? Cal's poetry blog is CyranosApprentice.com. Show notes. Show notes. No. Show notes. No, that will not go in the show notes. I really I, thought, I thought you said Sonos. No, Cyranos. We'll, we'll find it later. Don't worry. <laughs> I have faith in my programs. Yeah. See, I'm only on the third floor, so I can hear the laughter from the floor. <laughs> okay. Joe, what do you got for us? Uh, I just wanted to uh, thank Jordy and the whole composer team because without them, we wouldn't even be talking about any of this. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are three things that have changed the way that um, PHP developers code. Xdebug, PHP unit, and composer. And those three things, uh, we owe the authors of those a great debt. Mm -hmm. Rob, what you got for us? So to follow up on the composer thing, that's only successful because of PSR. Particularly PSR zero and mm -hmm. now PSR four. Absolutely. But yeah. the interesting thing in terms of the frameworks is PSR seven and PSR fifteen. Mm -hmm. Recently and released, yeah. right? And Matthew, Mario yeah. Finney has written a couple of really good blog posts, one on PSR seven and one on PSR fifteen, which if you're interested in them, that's where to start from. I, I gotta say this. I know all of the major framework authors themselves and, and, and personally and several of the minor framework authors. I don't know of any of them as humble as Matthew. And you, you might not run into Matthew. I'm going to smack the shit out of you, Joe. <laughs> you might not know Matthew, but if you do know him, you know he's one of the most humble people out there. Amen. And, I, and we really appreciate everything you do, Emma. Chris, what you got? Uh, so I have a book on Docker, Docker, leanpub.com, <laughs> Docker for Develop, uh, Docker it for Devs. Work on Laravel, I'll get this at some point because I've been drinking a lot of Chrome. <laughs> show, 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 uh, show notes. Show notes. We'll, we'll, show notes. We'll get the URL. Uh, also, Jerks Talk Games if you like video games oh and God. programming. Oh, very cool. Well, you, know, you don't like the podcast? If you ask nicely, he'll give you the Docker book. 
No. Well, Not you. to you. No, he did for me. You must be this tall to get the dog. He was. He was. Too, know, that's he was why I'm Matt was too short to click on the. Uh, <laughs> It has to be said that Joe was holding his hand above Matt's head when he said that joke. I mean, three foots only so far. <laughs> Matt, what you got? Wrecked. That's what he got. Yeah. With, with friends like these. Yeah, that's really. what he got. Um, I, I got. I got to throw a, a shout out to Phil uh, because he's been really diving me into OpenAPI. And so we built OpenAPI.tools as a way to um, give people a window into the tooling around the OpenAPI v3 specification um and i gotta throw a shout out to sebastian for a my career because i owe him all of that and also php unit sebastian yeah. sebastian bergman and the man uh, for the six people that um uh, outside the six people that know him phil phil surgeon our know. resident british resident <laughs> phil the rails guy sturgeon Oh yeah, yeah. started in the PHP community. He did. He did. Um, okay, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to be here tonight. I know um, a couple of you are not feeling well, and Rob's about to fall over on his face. <laughs> We're going to attribute that to jet lag and not all the liquor he's drank tonight. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning That's in to another much. episode of Voices of the Elephant. It's the booze talking. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.